Well, good morning and welcome to this Sunday morning service. I know that this is strange uh, for us here in the building. I'm sure it's strange for you watching and listening back home. Uh, I heard a story this week of uh, a priest who had got uh, pictures of all his congregation and placed them on the pews in the church so that he could remember them and pray for them. So maybe if you're listening, you want to take a photo of yourself send it to me. I'll put it up in the church so I can remember you and pray for you at this time. Uh, Over the coming weeks, we hope to bring you a variety of services and podcasts uh, and testimonies to help you feel connected to the church family and just to spiritually encourage you at this time. Obviously, the format of that will change depending on what's happening in our nation Uh, and what's happening in our personal circumstances. But we want to just really encourage you uh, in your faith at this time. Thinking further ahead, we've got one eye on Easter Sunday, and whatever is happening, we want to try and make that a celebration. And there's some thoughts around us all, uh, just taking communion together in our own homes virtually, uh, with bread or wine or whatever we have uh, available to us. So we want to make that a real celebration if we can't meet together here in the building. And that image of communion is a helpful one for us uh, as we begin our service this morning. It reminds us that although we are meeting in different homes uh, around the city, that we're still part of the body of Christ. In Christ, we are one. And we just want to remind you Uh, this morning that we are here for you as a church family and we have this tremendous opportunity to worship together and at this challenging time in our nation as a church family this is an opportunity for us to grow together to be intentional about reaching out to one another praying for one another and caring for one another so be encouraged you are not alone But we also have a gift that is greater than that, and that is the gift uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, that was poured out at Pentecost. And just that tremendous reminder for each one of us this morning, uh, as we meet in our homes, that God is present with us, that we are not alone, that He is there for you, upholding you in your personal circumstances this morning. And so we want to just encourage you to take heart from that tremendous truth. Well, before we come to pray, we're going to read together the words of Psalm 139. Can I encourage you, if you're at home, just to take a moment uh, to go and to get a Bible off the shelf uh, and to use that uh, and just read along with us. And this has been a tremendous week of kind of information overload. And it's hard to switch off from what is going on in the world around us. But can I just encourage you in these moments, just switch off those apps that are running in the background on your phone or your tablet or your computer. Switch off the the television. Switch off from all distractions so that we might just have this time together in the Lord's presence. So if you have your Bible there, uh, we're going to read the words of Psalm 139 before praying, and we just want to meditate on God as we read this together. 
Psalm 139 says this, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us quieten our hearts and let us pray. Father God, we thank you that if we are in Christ, that we are one with you and one with each other. We thank you that you know us, Lord, because you created us in love. And you also redeemed us in love. We worship you and praise you for that. And we thank you that you know when we sit and when we arise, you perceive our thoughts, even the anxious thoughts that we might have this day. We thank you that our thoughts are precious to you because you care for us and you're concerned about your children. And we praise you this morning 
that there is nowhere where we can go from your presence. We thank you that you are with us right now as we join together in worship. What an encouragement that is, that your hand still guides us. And the darkness will never be truly dark to you, for your light shines. We praise you this morning in this difficult time for that truth, that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. We pray this morning that we might know the reality of that truth. We thank you for the truths and the promises that are contained within your word. And we pray this morning that by your Holy Spirit, that they might become real to each one of us. We thank you, Lord, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you that you are present with us this morning as we worship. Draw us close to you, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we're thankful to have the band here with us this morning. Um, we're going to sing together, The Lord's My Shepherd. And you might choose to sing along at home, or you might want to just close your eyes and let the words of this song minister to your hearts this morning. Uh, I know that these are strange times, and this is the new way of doing church, but we just want to encourage you this morning uh, as we meet together to focus our eyes on the Lord. So let us worship together. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me It's over. 
Well, the Psalms are a wonderful gift to the church. Uh, they can help us to lead our thoughts to God in difficult times. And they can help us to worship Him and to pray to Him as we're reminded of God's character and the way that He cares for us and sustains us in every season of life. And we are reminded that God is sovereign over our world, that He is sovereign over everything that happens, and nothing takes Him by surprise, including the times that we live in. And last week at the Sunday service, I read the words of Psalm 46, and we didn't have time to meditate on them or to look at them. But I want us to do so today. Apparently, this Psalm, Psalm 46, was a favorite of the great reformer, Martin Luther. And he himself faced many struggles in life, and he grappled with seasons of depression. And we know that as we increasingly self-isolate, and we face the anxiety of what is going on, in our world at this time, that part of the battle is guarding our thoughts and caring for our mental health in this season. And there will be points that all of us feel low in our spirits and our minds will be burdened. And as Martin Luther grappled with those things, it was to this psalm that he turned. And he often liked to sing the words of the psalm I'm going to encourage you that I'm not going to uh, sing the words right now. You don't need to switch off. But we are going to read them together. So again, if you have your Bible uh, with you at home, just pick it up and let us read together Psalm 46. And it says this, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. 
He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. What a wonderful encouragement this psalm is for those of us who trust in the Lord. Verse 1 reminds us that God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And then verse 11 that the psalm ends with says this, the Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. And that is a verse that's repeated in verse 7 as well. There are many things in our world that we can be tempted to take refuge in. Our homes, our jobs, our bank accounts, our families, relationships, health. All these things ordinarily provide us with a sense of security in this life. But at times like this, when the world is turned upside down, those things can all be stripped from us. Leaves us all asking the question, where truly can I find security at this time of crisis when things seem so uncertain? And with a threat not just to our livelihoods, but to our health, and therefore perhaps our lives, there is a somber question to be asked, not just about where we find security in this life, but also where we find eternal security for what lies beyond. At this time, the shallow foundations that our world is built on are crumbling, and they are being exposed for what they are. But as Christians, we have a hope that we can point to. We have a firm foundation that we are building our lives upon. And that firm foundation, that hope is not found in the things of this world. It is found in our Lord. We're reminded in these verses of one of the characteristics of God. Why is it that He is our refuge and our strength? Why is it that He is our fortress? How is it that He can be an ever-present source of help in times of trouble? Even at times like this, for who can have power and control over a virus? Well, the answer is found in one of his characteristics that it's alluded to in verse 7 and in verse 11. He is described as the Lord Almighty. He is the one who has power and authority over all things. And that Old Testament characteristic that is pointed to here in the Psalms, we are reminded of also in the New Testament as the Lord Jesus comes and he proclaims the kingdom of God is near and he heals the sick 
and even raises the dead. He is the Lord Almighty. Look at verse 2 and 3 in this psalm. And they picture a time of great calamity in our world, much like we are facing at the moment. Psalm says this, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Picture here is of the whole world being shaken. For many of us who are younger, we have never known a time of war or pestilence here in the UK. The question that comes to us all is, how are we to respond at this time? At this time of difficulty and fear in the world around us, where can we run for help? Well, the psalmist gives us our answer time and time again. And he directs our focus onto God. Verse 8 and 9 remind us of God's power in the past and also the future. There is a dual aspect to these verses. Look what it says. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. You know, as we read through the Bible, the whole Old Testament is full of stories of how God watched over his people, how he led his people, how he redeemed his people and delivered his people during times of war and difficulty. And God is still at work in our world. He is the Lord Almighty who one day will bring around a time where there will be no more wars or disease, no more mourning or fear or pain, where the shalom of God will cover the earth and all wars will cease. And the encouragement this morning is that God is always at work. God is always working and fighting on our behalf. It is his desire that sin be overcome. It is his desire that the work that was done on the cross by the Lord Jesus Christ might one day find its fulfillment. And that is the picture that we see of God's coming kingdom when we look at verse 3 and 4. It says this, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. These verses speak of deliverance. Again, that was something that God's people could hold on to, something that they knew was a reality from their own past. There were times when God's people knew that there were armies that had come against them, that had come against Jerusalem and God's people. And yet time and time again, they were reminded that the battle was not theirs, 
but it was the Lord's, and he was the one who fought on their behalf. It was a reminder of God's covenant love to his people, his promise to be with them and to protect them and to deliver them. And God is at work. And these words find their fulfillment in the words of Revelation. Turn with me if you have your Bible to Revelation 21. And we read these tremendous words. Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And then in chapter 22 of Revelation, we see these words. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb and down the middle of the great street of the city. And on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Such encouraging words. God is with us. God is working out his plans and his purposes, even at this difficult time. And for those whose lives are hid in Christ, we will not fall. Even though we might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. And our security is to be found in him. He is the one who will uphold us at this time. And should he call us home, well, what a joy that will be to be with him. We're reminded of those words, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christians, we have a hope for today and a hope for tomorrow. And in these uncertain times, we need to remind one another of that as a church family. And this is a hope that we can reach out to with our neighbors and our friends. We can share this hope of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel with them. Well, we know that there is a lot of fear and panic in our society at this time. And we as Christians are not immune to that. There are times that we will feel anxiety in our own lives. But look what it says in verse 10. Psalmist says this, Be still, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. 
I will be exalted in the earth. God has always used the events in our world to call people back to him. And this is a time when things are so uncertain, not just across our nation, but across our world. And yet it is also an opportunity for people to turn their eyes back to God. You see, Jesus bids us to come, to come into relationship with him, to discover the salvation that is offered in him. This is an opportunity for all of us to turn from sin, to turn from our own strength and our own self-sufficiency and to look to Jesus. At a point when these things are stripped from us, the question comes, to whom shall we turn? And this is an opportunity for us all to turn to Jesus, to know that eternal life that he offers, and to know that peace and that presence that he promises us today. For those of us who do know Jesus, this is an opportunity to be still and to know that he is God. You know, there's so much noise in our world at this time. Daily briefings, updates all the time on what is happening in our world. It's hard to escape the noise of the TV and the radio and social media. And all these updates can unsettle our hearts and our minds. And I think now more than ever, there is a need for us just to be still. To be still and to know that He is God. And so just as we come to the end of our thoughts and reflections this morning. I just want to encourage you, uh, wherever you are at home, just to take a moment. Take a moment to be still. To take a moment to focus on God. Why don't you close your eyes? You're sitting with others listening to this, why don't you all join in? Why don't you just close your eyes and just praise God in your heart and mind? Why don't you thank God that He is an ever-present help in times of trouble? Thank Him that He is the Lord Almighty, that nothing is beyond His control. Why don't you pray for those in the church family that all of us may know the reality of that security that is found in God. Let's just take a few moments and let us be still and know that He is God.
God's word says this to us. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Lord, we just pray at this time of immense difficulty in our world that it might be a time that in fresh and new ways that peoples of all tongues and tribes and nations might look to you, that you would be exalted in our world. We pray that you might bring good out of this time of trouble. We thank you that you are our refuge and strength. We thank you that you are our fortress at this time. We just ask that as you have worked in the past to protect and deliver your people, that your mighty hand might be upon us now. We thank you that you are the great physician. And we ask that your healing power would just touch all those who are sick today. And we pray that your protection might be on those who are most vulnerable to the virus at this time. May you keep it away from their door. We pray also for a protection over those who are serving on the front lines of the health service and in other key areas of society for whom self-isolation is not an option. We just pray that you protect and uphold them. And we pray as you have asked us to do for all in leadership and authority over us, that they might be given a wisdom beyond themselves to lead us as a nation through this crisis. Lord, may you guard our hearts. May you guard our minds. May we know something of your peace and your presence, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Let's worship. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love. He Sweet to 
Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this service. Uh, I just want to give uh, a couple of updates to the church family uh, just before uh, we end. Uh, if you attend Findlay on a regular basis, uh, hopefully we have your details now. Um, we've included you into groups within the church where you should be receiving a, a regular phone call just to check up on you uh, and to see if there's anything that we can do for you uh, as a church. If you're not receiving the regular updates uh, that we send out, uh, please email uh, either secretary at findlaychurch.co.uk or peter at findlaychurch.co.uk and we will add you to the list. Also, if you become sick at any point or need to self-isolate, then do contact us because we have a, a team of volunteers that are standing by uh, and we just want to bless you and help you uh, and support you in any way we can at this time. Just want to encourage uh, the church family just to take the initiative, uh, just to check in with one another. Uh, be intentional about calling one another, getting in contact with one another, uh, praying for one another and supporting one another uh, at this time. This is a real opportunity uh, for us all to pull together. And there's opportunities as well for you just to be a blessing uh, to your neighbors, uh, to those who live around you. Uh, if you're able to, depending on your own circumstances, uh, just maybe put a note through their door and just let them know that you're here uh, to pray for them, to support them, uh, to help them in any practical way that you can. A tremendous opportunity at this difficult time uh, for us as a church to be salt and light in the community. It is, of course, Mother's Day, a time of rejoicing uh, for some, a difficult uh, day for others. Uh, but to all the women in the church who are part of the church family, uh, we're just grateful for you. We're thankful for you. Uh, and we want to pray a blessing on you today. Whether you're a spiritual mother uh, within the church family uh, who bless us, uh, or a biological mom, we just want to pray for you today. We also just want to pray for those who are on the front line of our health service or serving in society for whom self-isolation uh, is not an option at this time. And we're also praying for those who are perhaps older or more vulnerable to the virus. Uh, be assured that we are with you and that we are praying for you. So let me just pray a blessing over us all now as we end. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.